Dunkin's new wake-up go-tos mean you never have to choose between breakfast meats again. Now you can get a wake-up wrap with bacon and a wake-up wrap with sausage for $3. That's savory and sweet, crispy and spicy. It's everything you love about breakfast for $3. Wake up your day with new wake-up go-tos. Get two egg and cheese wraps for $2 or mix and match your favorite meats with two bacon, ham, sausage, or turkey sausage wraps for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusion apply. Limited time offer. You're listening to 87.1 Caroline Radio, KCGN Bakersfield, your home for all your variety hits, and Blind Advocate Radio, uh, home of now the Aaron's Opinion Podcast. Welcome back, listener. How are you? I'm glad you had a good week. This evening, I'm joined by someone by the name of Cassie Carson. And she was telling me in one of our groups on Facebook that we're in that she's just having a lot of, um, of issues. And I was about to tell you that, that the things that you're having trouble with dealing with the sighted community have been talked a lot about, talked a lot over many years on YouTube by many, many blind people. So I'm really kind of frustrated and kind of surprised that, that, that this is still an issue. Cassie, welcome to Aaron's Opinion. Go Thank right you. ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what's going on because we're listening to you. Go right ahead. Uh, yeah, so I have posted not just on the group that we're in, but um, specifically for me, I had a post on Reddit that sort of went viral a little bit. And it was a just a regular post on, uh, I believe it was r slash entitled parents, where it was my first outing after going fully blind to Walmart and I was alone. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to learn how to do this eventually anyway. Uh, so I decided to take a step out of my bubble and just hit Walmart for some essential things. And I had the unfortunate luck of running into a Karen who proceeded to tell me that I wasn't blind because I wasn't wearing sunglasses and I was faking it and I'm too young for this and blah, blah, blah. And as I was arguing with her, trying to explain to this woman that A, blindness is a spectrum, so you can never tell if someone is blind or how blind by looking at them and B, I assure you I am blind, uh, her child took my cane and ran off, uh, which to... If any of you are blind or uh, very visually impaired, that is impossible to get around a public place you don't know the layout of without your cane. So I, you know, proceeded to stumble into things. I had to have somebody help me out. And I posted this on Reddit and it blew up. I had thousands and thousands of comments, literally half of them where people asking, oh, well, if you're blind, how were you typing? Oh, if you're blind, how did you do this? And trying to find discrepancies and inconsistencies in my story. Like, they were almost trying to convince themselves that I was faking. I must be faking it. And they were looking for proof in just these impossible scenarios. And I come across this a lot, is I don't know where the doubt is coming from. I really, truly don't. Because... I can't imagine somebody faking being blind. Firstly, to a medical doctor, they would they'd shut you down pretty quickly. And B, you'd be caught in, you know, a matter of days. Uh, you know, I, I've been totally blind for a year now at this point. You know, someone would have noticed if I was faking it. And I, again, I have no idea why anyone would want to fake it. Being blind is... It is horrible. It's it's awful. I had to sell my car. I had to, st- you know, I had to relearn how to do everything. Just, just general things, cooking, cleaning. Um, it's it's horrible. There's no reason to fake this. So I don't understand why so many people, only ever sighted people, are always trying to look at blind people and say, oh well, you're not blind because you did this. I was listening to Molly Burke on YouTube and she has multiple videos saying that exactly it's exactly who I was thinking of when I yes so many videos of her just saying 
so many people are saying I'm not blind, but exactly what I was thinking when I said horrible. that YouTubers are talking about yes. that. Yes. Yeah, I follow her and Joy Ross, and it's like, yeah. I first was... of all, Joy Ross doesn't have eyeballs. You know, she has no eye. Well, I mean, she does, but she has glass eyes. So, like, you can't fake that. I don't understand okay. how so many well, people can be so well, ignorant. Well, I, you know what? I, on one hand, Cassie. I'm really glad you came in tonight uh, and to continue and to mm. continue my point. I'm really glad because maybe I can shed some light into um, obviously I, I completely agree with you. Oh, I, I'm sure you've had, you've heard this many, yeah, many times. You're, you're, you're a thousand, you're a thousand percent right there. A thousand percent wrong. Let me, let me just put it into perspective mm -hmm. that um, it would be incredibly difficult to fake blindness now. Yes. There have been a couple of people throughout history, okay, who have Ooh. faked being blind to acquire to acquire benefits. There mm. was some there was some guy are are you familiar with this? I've I have not heard of this. Uh, I'm there, fairly new to the community. Oh, okay. So. Well, there was no. I, this is you are you really are blind. I am not very blind. much so. Okay. I'm not and I'm blind too. Oh, I don't doubt that. Okay, so I'm just I'm saying that to be to be overly cautious. So you, oh, mm -hmm. Aaron Richard said, you know, there's always that in the podcasting community. Right, right. There was okay. There was a man in Florida. Um, of course, it was Florida. He, you're 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 gonna love it. He faked being blind for 14 years so he could get Jesus. SSI checks, and then in the end, in the end, his wife turned him in. Okay. Oh my God! See, I'm not so, even on social security. Well, it's a whole other story. Okay, my my point is two things. Yes. People people have faked disabilities before. Oh, of course. It's, it's incredibly. It disturbs me and it offends me beyond anything in the world. I'm saying mm -hmm. it. Not, I'm saying it not to talk about them. I'm saying it not to give them credit. I'm just telling you, I'm just saying it to make a point to say that actually people have fake disabilities and that's not you. And the fact that, uh, and the fact that over a thousand people responded to your Reddit post saying that you're a fake, quite frankly, that offends me. And I'm not even oh, on Reddit. Sure. That's, offensive <laughs> to my, that's offensive to my sensibility. Okay. That's offensive right. to my sensibility as a successful blind American as a as a successful citizen of the world that simple act of questioning okay that's offensive to to it put is. it all to put it all in perspective let me tell you i think that one of the reasons why so many people are so skeptical of so many things is because today we're hearing so many fake news stories and that so much mm. information around the world is fake or fabricated mm -hmm. or exaggerated. So I'm not justifying it. It's a thousand percent not okay. And you're a thousand percent right. And the way that Karen treated you in the store was a thousand percent inappropriate. Personally, I would have, I would have written letters to judges. I would have, I would have made a scene. But I'm just telling you that right, it does right. it does it also does not surprise me in this world that we live in of skepticism and all the mm -hmm. different challenges of our world. It sadly, I'm not surprised that people question that. Um, and it's it's not it's not appropriate. But I'm also got to tell you, I'm not surprised because there's yes. a lot of things that are being talked about in social media and around the community that people believe that they should never believe. And that absolutely, they, and that they should question. So. It's not it's not remotely okay, but I totally I, I, I think I know why there's so many questions. And I think one of the right. reasons, and I think one of the reasons for it is is that there's so much fake stuff you don't know I, I don't know I don't know what to believe anymore with certain things. Well that's exactly it, isn't it? Is there's we live in a day and age of yeah. skepticism where no one it. knows what to believe anymore. So make, we're all I looking for loopholes. I can't make heads or tails. You know what? I, I, I kid you not. I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher by day, podcaster by evening. And I, I can't make heads or tails of myself half the time. I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I don't know who I am half the days. You know, these days are blurring together. I, that I, is, that is understandable. I, 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 I have to, I have to remind myself what, what society I'm living in here. I mean, this is, <laughs> We live, we live in a really strange time. Um, yes. the, other, the other thing that I would tell you is that the Reddit community, um, 
are, are skeptics. Reddit is a is a platform where people post about the oftentimes the paranormal or scary mm-hmm. experiences mm-hmm. or unusual things. So again, I'm telling you. Right. right so up, everyone right looks the at these things, you know, they take all that, of this with a grain of salt. That audience, okay, the people who go to Reddit, go to Reddit just to read things that are not true, or they go to Reddit to yes. try to find out things that are unusual. Reddit right. probably is not the best place to post it. I'm, I'm glad you posted it in Reddit. and you. you well, all it. I was trying to do was raise awareness. Uh, you know, just right. it okay, was our but... slash entitled parents. I wanted people to know that these people exist. You know, I'd heard stories on pro- Reddit of, of other people doing that, like, you know, okay, someone's well, wheelchair great. was stolen or someone's. Well, great. Uh, you know, I just well, wanted to. And that's, and that's totally, to- mm-hmm. totally fine. I, I, I defend you for doing that. That's, that's not the issue. But one, one thing on top of all of it that I have learned and I have to have to remind myself of is that when you're when you're sharing information, what is equally important to the information you're sharing mm-hmm. is who you're sharing it with and who your who your audience is. So I support you in that sharing is, that it. is true. But you know it's it it what uh, the only reason why I'm saying it is because I'm just telling you, yeah, I'm kind of not surprised if you're going to post on Reddit, you know, the types of weird. There's, I mean, there's there's some strange there's some strange characters on Reddit. Oh, very um, much so. Whereas in on Facebook or maybe LinkedIn or a more academic platform. Right, and I understand that um, a lot of people on Reddit are you know posting these outlandish stories for the Reddit karma or gold or whatever, but. I had made my Reddit account like a day before I posted this. So uh, there was no reason for Reddit or for gold or or karma or anything like that. But it's not just Reddit because I come across this sort of thing in my everyday life. I go out to brunch with one of my friends and you would be surprised the number of times waiters or waitresses. Oh yeah. The number of times waiters or waitresses have absolutely no idea what to do to a fully blind the, person they or, just set the coffee down in front of me and they'll won't, they won't say anything or what does she want what does yeah she want? yeah yeah or they yeah. talk to the person i'm with and like it's well, you very know common. it's very, so very annoying common. i have knocked over hot coffee on a daily basis at this point because they just put it in front of me and they expect that i know exactly where it is or right. they put down a hot right. plate in front of me and i'm like what exactly is going on because I'm not visually impaired. I'm fully blind. Okay. You know, I have and the other, no and light the other thing, and you know, and, and you know, listener, you you at home, this is the first time I've spoken with Cassie. You're doing a great job, by the way. Well, thank um, you. You're you're really articulate, and you're you're th- everything you've said. The post was a hundred percent. Just you're you're a hundred percent in the right. Um, I'm just I'm just telling you. You know, you just gotta mm-hmm. you just gotta be in, in the back. And I have to think about it too. It, it takes practice. You have to think. Mm-hmm. Well, who's really watching this? You know, what type yes. of audience is this truly going to? Because I'm, I am not sharing this podcast with everyone on purpose. I'm sharing mm-hmm. it with blind people on purpose because mm-hmm. blind people are my audience. There's a good percentage of people who don't even know that this, that this even exists. Um, mm-hmm. But my, my point behind all of this was to say that, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of these, a lot of these unusual, a lot of these, un, a lot of unusual behavior these days. And mm-hmm. I've, I too have kind of had enough. Um, but, uh, so now, oh, is the, the other thing. Okay. The mm-hmm. other thing that I was going to mention, you, you jumped into it and I, I had to, I have to address it is that you said you have been blind for a year. Now that's a critical, critical sentence yes. for critical thing for, for the listener to pay attention to. You said have been, okay. Mm-hmm. You are, that means that you were not born blind, right? No. Okay. I was not born blind. Okay. I was, okay. I was born blind. Okay. okay. Now how, and I've been blind my whole life. I'm, mm-hmm. by the way, I'm 28 years old. Um, so. As uh, am I. Oh, uh, how As did you. Next week, actually. I know. How did you, now how did you become blind in summary? Okay. So, mm-hmm. and that's uh, another thing is you and I are both fully blind. However, I was not actually, born not, fully blind. Actually, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but actually I'm, I'm not fully, I'm not fully blind. Okay, my mistake. Uh, I no, no worries. I see, and this is this is where even even talking about it gets very confusing. So oh, very much so. Yes. So I'm blind. I'm mm-hmm. blind, so I can't see. So here's here's how I tell people. Mm-hmm. I'm blind. I can see a little bit, but I can't see well enough to drive a car. Okay, so fair. That, so that that gives people a good idea. I have some mm-hmm. usable vision. Now, mm-hmm. now, how did you how did you become blind? 
Okay, so we don't know the exact cause. I have been from doctor to doctor to doctor, and um, honestly, blindness is, because it's such a wide spectrum and there are so many causes of blindness, it's such a complicated thing, our eyes, and there's a thousand cogs working together, and if a single one of those stops working, the whole system is shot. So diagnosing blindness usually takes a lot of time. You get seen by a lot of different doctors, and it took me a good couple of months, like a good solid while in order to get an actual diagnosis. But my diagnosis, my official diagnosis is severe chorioretinal scarring and chorioretinal atrophy. Now that means that uh, I have scars on my retinas and uh, my choroids and wow. retinas have begun to wither and die. Wow. So, ooh la la, ooh la la. How, how did you... How, <laughs> How did you get? Yes, fr French is my second language. How did you? Oh, me too. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Oui, préfère que j'ai pas la française. Oh, okay. How did? <laughs> cool, cool. How did you? Um, how? Did, even more interesting than that. Um, mm -hmm. how did you? How did you manage to? How did you manage to scar your eyes and scar your your uh, retinas? We see. That's the thing. We don't exactly know. Why my eyes are so scarred and why my retinas and choroids are atrophied and dying? We mm -hmm. the best that the doctor said was his guess is histoplasmosis, and that is an extremely common fungal infection, usually found in the lungs, um, and you get it most of the time in the south uh, of the strip of Mississippi uh, and Louisiana, and most of the time when you inhale it, um, it doesn't cause many problems. You can cough it out. You might feel fluish, but very rarely um, it can migrate to other organs such as the eyes or the brain. And if that is the case, then I did pick up histoplasmosis. Then it migrated to my eyes and the fungus slowly began to eat away at my, um, my cords and retinas. Oh my God! So it was it was definitely a slow progression to blindness. It, it started off as you know uh, blurs, and then I lost my peripheral, and then it slowly started to um, sort of taper and tunnel in until I had practically nothing. And now I'm at the point where I'm not totally blind. I am almost totally blind. So. If it's okay. very, very, very so bright so out, so you're so you're blind. You can just say you're yeah, blind. Yes, I, if, if if it's incredibly bright out, like for example, the sun is overhead, then I might be able to make out some shadows. But because of how uh, difficult that is, that amount of blindness, maybe five percent sight, is incredibly unreliable. So I prefer to stay in darker conditions inside a house or whatnot. And at that point. I see nothing. And that's, I get a lot of confusion for that. People are like, oh, so you're totally blind. Does that mean you see black? No. To see black, I would have to see something at all. I see nothing. Let me tell you that usually the people, so to, to, to give you an idea a little bit, to give you more insight on it, usually people who are totally blind, the only way they can express it is they say it's an absence of vision. Yes. it's. I say that it's like... It's like looking at the back of your brain. Yeah. You know, like I can't see anything at all. So it's a lot like if I were in a dream, you know, I live that's in my really, head. That's a really, that's an excellent way. That's a really beautiful way of explaining it to people. I'm basically yeah. in a permanent dream at this point. You know, it's, yeah. you know, when you're in your dreams, you mm -hmm. don't have any sense of your body. You're completely... 100% in your head, and that's my day-to-day -day life, so it's like I'm walking around in a daydream all day. Mm. You know, that's mm -hmm. very similar. Molly, I uh, was listening to her, uh, one of her YouTubes, the other day, actually, and she mentioned it's like if you put your hand in front of your face, you see your hand, but if you put your hand behind your head, well, it doesn't exist because you don't see it. There is nothing. You know, it's not... It, it's it's gone it's just gone and that's a good way of describing what nothing looks like is it's it's just not there there is nothing so 
I like to explain that it's a lot like just permanently living in my head, you know, and a lot of people can sort of grasp that, but it's, I've noticed it's very difficult for a fully sighted person to try to wrap their mind around total blindness. It's, it's kind of like trying to describe infinity to a toddler, you know, it's like, it, it, it just doesn't click. Yeah. And, you know, and at the same time, I do not necessarily think it has to click. Uh, people, I do not expect other people to understand. No, no, no. But, but what I, but what I do want to address more of, and what I do expect is that in this day and age, people start behaving a little bit better and mm -hmm. start to know how to act. Yes. Uh, that's yes. really what I'm more concerned. That's, that is a, a far graver and far more serious concern of mine. Mm -hmm. Well, there's not much awareness towards the blind community. Sighted people really have no education about it. They don't cover blindness in health class, or they don't talk about it in families. And you know, Cassie, I don't, I don't understand that. There's a podcast yeah. called Aaron's Opinion. You can, they can listen to it right here. There's YouTubers, yeah. as you've said, Molly Burke. She's great, mm -hmm. wonderful. There's thousands of there in today's world. I don't want to hear the excuse. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yes. Today should never be an excuse. Because, because, because you know what? Quite frankly, there's so much information that I can learn information and then make something up based on all the all the fake stuff that I just learned. You know, so it's funny me. that you say that. So don't on my me. Reddit post, at the yeah. very end, I put an edit explaining how I typed, and I'm using a screen reader and blah blah blah. But then at the very end, I said, seriously, guys, just like Google it. You know, there's there's this magical thing well, called the no. internet. Well, no, no, you know, you see, no, you see, we never heard of the internet, you know, no, never heard oh, of Oh, no. No, we, no, I thought it was just called, I didn't know it was called the internet, but I, I thought it was just called, <laughs> it was called, you mean, oh, you mean, is that, is that Safari? Is that, you know, it's, it's crazy. Could, it's absolutely crazy. After, even after I put the edit in at the end of the post, even to this day, I'm still getting comments. Well, if you're blind, how are you typing? I said it. I put it at the end. I put an edit in there explaining what a screen reader is and telling you just Google it. And yet, my point, I'm still getting it. And indeed, indeed. And my point is, actually, people should not. Well, I I would not give the advice to Google it because then people are going to Google the most commonly Googled question that blind people are asked. Oh, good which, God! Which, there are too many. But you 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 know what it is, right? I have an inkling, but I've heard many an inappropriate your, question. Well, the one I'm gonna, well, the one I would say isn't. It's not. I mean, by the way, this podcast is marked as explicit for a reason. Okay. Um, what happened? A little bit of history about that. A few. I, I've lost track of time now. Uh, at least several weeks ago, a couple months mm -hmm. ago, I interviewed a retired correctional officer from a prison. Oh my! And he talked about rape and aliens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so after that, I said, "Yeah, this is not uh, G for kids anymore." Uh, no. <laughs> um, so you can so you can basically say, it. "What do you think is the most commonly Google okay, question?" I, I'm sure the most commonly Google question is, "What do blind people see?" Or do blind people see black actually, or something like that? Actually, it's not. Do, do you? Oh want no! Advice? Yes, I'm curious. The most commonly Google question towards blind people is how do blind people wipe? Oh, and I knew it. I knew it. I was going to say it's inappropriate because I get it asked literally every freaking day is, and you know, oh, you know, well, how do you know if you're done wiping? What, you look? What? <laughs> you people are disgusting. Well, you know what? Well, you know what? That's a whole subculture, that whole wiping oh. thing. God, I mean, we, we, we don't so need to get annoying. into that, but so many, oh. so many, so many cultures think that's so disgusting. Oh, um, I'm just so why? done with those stupid, stupid questions. Well, like just use common sense, or just use transition our, just transition our country into just using bidets. Okay. Yeah, no, that works too. I'm okay, okay but, with that. But no, but then no, but then the next question is, how does a blind person use a bidet? Okay, then it would just transition. You know, it would, it would, it because would the ignorance transition. doesn't go anywhere. It no. it it just becomes something else. You know, yeah. it's yeah. conservation of energy at that point, except it's conservation of stupidity. You know, it's uh, well, we are we are. It's not it's not running low. The 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 ignorance is not running low. And no, no, but that's exactly what I mean. Is if you change yeah. it, then it wouldn't disappear the ignorance doesn't
become destroyed. It just no. it would transfer to something no, yeah, else. Yeah, well, totally. Then the question would be, how does a blind person use a bidet? Would be, uh -huh. would be the question. It's always something I, stupid. And I'm constant. I'm so tired of being asked that stupid question. How do you type? I'm sorry. We live in a day and age where sighted people are constantly going, Siri, what's the time? Alexa, put this on my grocery list. You know, Google, or, do this. And the, it's other, like, the other thing, the other thing that just cracks me up, just I laugh hysterically. I'm 28 and you know, a lot of people younger than me don't know how to type. They just do. I'm, Alexa, shut up. I was just. That's it, my life. I'm sorry. I was, I I was I was in you know I graduated from university and throughout university there were there were people who who did their essays with the hunt and hunt and peck method mm -hmm. I'm serious. So God, then, I'm so tired of that. So then, so then if there's sighted people playing hunt and peck, then they shouldn't That's be asking us how we type. Genuinely, what concerns me is I I learned touch typing in elementary school. I've been able to type 120 words a minute without looking for years. Why would I suddenly lose that ability just because I went blind? You know, and then it hits me that it's not that, it's that sighted people can't freaking type. Like they're just incompetent and they can't wrap their mind around the fact that someone can touch type. And it's like, it has nothing to do with my ability to see. I've never needed to look at the keyboard. You know, yeah. in elementary school, they teachers had those gel keyboard condom things that were just torture devices. <laughs> but they did help. You know, it did its job. I can touch type now. But you know exactly the things all, that I'm all, talking about. All with, oh. all, with, all with the help of. All with the help of one of those nice gel keyboard condoms. Oh, okay. You know, and I hated them as a child. I really, really did. But now, really? Really? 120 so, so words a minute later. So, wait, so, so you're telling, so no, wait a minute. You, you weren't telling me that as a child, you told your teacher that you hated the, 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 the keyboard condom, right? I mean, come on. Of course I was. I hated it. It was horrible. You know, I thought, what use am I going to have for this? And then, whoops, you're blind. Well, at least I can still touch type. And if even if I can't. Voice to text is something mm -hmm. that so many sighted people use on a daily basis that it confuses me as to how they're asking me how I'm able to use my phone. How can I use my computer? It's like the same way you do nowadays with my freaking voice. Like, right. Just like you do. Everyone uses voice to text these days. You know, it, it, be it because you're blind or because your hands are full or, or just for sheer convenience. We're slowly, gradually moving into this day and age of, you know, human to computer interface where all we have to do is say a command and it does it. And it's so common that I'm confused as to why I'm still getting these questions. And I have no... I have no idea. And I think that there is a certain percentage and a certain type of person, okay, mm -hmm. who just who just likes to ask questions. Some people are just like that. And that's they don't, fine. They you don't, know, well, I, I don't mind uh, explaining. I don't mind explaining to someone who's genuinely curious. No, I don't mind explaining to someone who asks appropriate questions. Right, of course. But my, my, my point, though, being is that there are there is a percentage of our population who just asks questions for the sake of I need something to do, so I'm going to go ask questions. Right, right. And I think you you understand that is the post um, I shared on Facebook that you mentioned was a lot of the comments on there yeah. were people who genuinely just, they, they want the world to understand that we're not inept. You know, just because I'm, I think that's where a lot of this ignorance comes from is these sighted people mm -hmm. don't, know how they would react to going blind and it's like they think that we're we're incompetent we're inept we just sit in the corner and drool until someone brings us food because that's what they think they would do they think their whole world would be over it's like oh i've turned into helen keller like no we're still capable we are still professionals we can still do these things you know you're a professional teacher i am an artist that doesn't mean we can't do those professions because we're blind Right. Precisely. Precisely. You know, it just means that we're, we're stubborn and adaptable. 
you know, we find ways around it. You know, that's the one thing that I try to explain to people constantly is human beings didn't become the apex because of our opposable thumbs. We right. became the top because we're adaptable. It's what we do. We pick a place and we learn to live with it. And so going blind, yes, my whole world had to change, of course, but I adapted. I didn't want to give up doing art. I didn't want to give up making costumes. So I adapted. You know, I learned to make it work. And that's all you got to do. Exactly. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people, where I've been talking a lot lately over the past few months about many issues around the blindness community. My name's Aaron Richmond. She's Cassie Carson. Um, this is Aaron's Opinion on Caroline Radio and Blind Advocate Radio. When we come back from the break, I'm going to ask you more what you do as an artist. As we always have to say, we'll be right back. Welcome back, listener. How are you? My name is Aaron Richmond, and we're joined this evening uh, with by Cassie Carson. And you're listening to Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people, where we talk about issues in the blindness community. By the way, we're available on on every podcast platform. Basically, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitter, we even have a Facebook page. And of course, if you don't like listening to podcasts on podcast platforms and don't worry we're a radio show too we're on caroline radio uh kcgn bakersfield and blind advocate radio we're very pleased and very appreciative that we have this opportunity all right um so yeah before the break you were saying how you're an artist and a costume designer let's focus let's really nail it in here on part two the remaining the remainder of our hour and focus in on so what so what how um, what, what are you doing now as an artist? Tell us all about that. I'm sure our listeners are going to have a lot of questions for you. Go right ahead. Oh, there are plenty of questions, and I get them all the time, but I understand the confusion because to say that I am a blind artist, a lot of people assume, oh, well, that just means you're you know, colorblind or, oh, you're just legally blind. No, no, I'm fully blind, but I can still do art. Now, I went to college for art, so I am quite experienced in it. Um, as I mentioned, I'm turning 28 next week. And I've been doing art since, God, it was probably three or four years old. So a solid 25 years <laughs> under my belt of art experience. And when I went blind, obviously I struggled with my career path, my identity, and what am I going to do with my life? Because a year ago, I was a licensed cosmetologist. Uh, cutting hair at Great Clips, and obviously no employer is going to want to hire a blind hairdresser, so I had to figure out what am I going to do. Now, the only thing I knew how to do at that point was art, and I figured I can't do physical art such as painting anymore because I'm not going to know what colors are what and what goes where, but I picked up digital art. And I know a lot of people are confused about that as well. How does a blind person do digital art? Well, <clears throat> that's both complicated and very simple. So most computers have a built-in program usually called Narrator, and it is a screen reader that uh, will, a lot of people can either have the screen reader, um, have hotkeys for the screen reader, or you can program it so that it reads wherever your mouse is. So I took that, combined it with 
uh, Krita, which is pretty much poor man's Photoshop, so that wherever my pen is over the screen, it will read out the color of. So I combine those two. I can read an image by basically going left to right, top to bottom with my pen over the image and sort of mentally print the image in my head by using the colors, where they are, what colors next to what, um, and it will always change. I totally loving it. Totally loving it. And I totally get it. That's, that's perfect. That sounds really simple. It's very, very complicated and so hard to use. I doubt anyone else would be able to do it you without a massive amount of practice. You know what I would, I would challenge you to do. And I'm no, I know mm -hmm. you're going to accept this challenge <laughs> in, in part two, when you come back on Aaron's opinion, you're going to sit down with your computer and I want you to do some graphic art for us. So we, can oh, of course, so we of can course. actually hear would, could you do that for us where you actually sit down with me right here in a podcast and you do kind of a little mini art art project? Yeah, I'd love to. That would be, I would be, I, I, I want to learn from you. I, I you know, a lot of people that. have been asking me because I do have a YouTube channel, but I only have okay. like one or two um, things on it. But a lot okay. of people well, on I, my channel well, are saying, way, oh, please upload something showing well, me how well, you do it. So, so, I, so I tell you what, I tell you what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. If you come, when, when you come back for part two, Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to turn on, which is, which is, by the way, something that I never, never do. Um, mm -hmm. but so that we can actually, so that you can actually show us how this is done. I would even let you turn on your camera so that oh, we screen can share. Yes. Yeah, so that we can do okay. some screen sharing and, um, so that, you know, our listeners, I mean, mostly it would be for the YouTube audience so they can really right, get a right. feel for, okay, when Cassie said all that, so what mm -hmm. does that mean? I kind of, I, I believe you 100%, but you I understand have the to, confusion. You, you, you would have to show me, and, and I'm mm -hmm. not an artist, so I have to see it to believe it. Mm -hmm. I believe you, and I want to see you. I, I want to I, I wanna see you doing that, doing an art project. I'd absolutely um, love to. Well, well, that's, well, well, you're, you're a very, well, you're a great, you're a great guest. And if you're, <laughs> if you're this, if you're this easy, um, well, thank you for that, Cassie. Uh, so sure. I'm look already looking forward to part two. All right. Mm -hmm. So now uh, these days we all basically work for ourselves and work from right. home. So what this comes down to is we have to self-motivate and then in the end you have to turn out a product and give it to someone else. So, oh who, boy, who, is that difficult. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. If you would just only use Dropbox, don't you know, I thought blind people could use Dropbox. I use Dropbox. <laughs> no, really? it's the motivation part that's difficult. Oh, you know, come on. No, no, you can't blame. See, you're making excuses. I mean, when you're an artist and you're not in the mood and the inspiration hasn't struck you and you're completely and totally blind, it's very difficult to get in the rhythm, you know, it's, oh, it's, it's uh, like going for a jog. Once you stop, it's, it's hard to get going again. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, how, how do you tell what assignments to do? What art projects do you work for? Do you work for, uh, you know, websites, magazines, who, who are you producing your art content for? Okay. Usually, so usually mm -hmm. it's not, I mean, usually from what I know about it, if you're well, most of graphic art is done just kind of for fun, and it's a hobby right, for right, most right. people. But the people who are serious and make, you know, as we say, make make the big bucks, mm -hmm. you work for a company, and the company tells you what to produce. So right. how does it work? So my job specifically is a little bit more complicated because it's not technically graphic arts. It's digital art. So I don't work for an ad company. I don't have any, you know, big business behind me. I work for myself and I work mostly in the nerdy communities. So like uh, furries, gamers, cosplayers. Ooh, whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Ooh, boy. I, oh, I don't judge. I, I draw for anyone who wants art. So you, you've drawn for a, uh, for a furry. Well, yeah. Um, I draw for anybody who wants art, and I don't judge based on that specific well, okay. Well, genre okay. of art. Okay. You know what I'm thinking of, though. I do, and I don't. Oh. I do not. I do not oh. do not safe for work. Very. I very very rarely do uh, not safe for work stuff. Um, I prefer to stay out of that niche uh, specifically. But if you know, it does pay a lot better than regular safe for work art so if say rent were due and we hadn't gotten paycheck yet and we're like 
down to the wire, then I might pick up one or two. But it doesn't matter what subculture my client no, no. is in. No, no, you know, of I'll course, draw of course not. Of course not. That's 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 interesting. There are some there are some characters in that. Oh, I know exactly what you're thinking. You're going to the same place everyone goes when they hear the word furry, and I don't blame you because oh, a lot okay. of them are like that. Oh, However, okay. sorry, sorry, I, I draw sorry. mostly I'm so, I'm so profile pictures or oh. um, reference sheets or oh, okay. uh, you know things like that that are um, usually less promiscuous um, and more more safe for work. Just just general art. Right now I'm doing a piece for somebody uh, with their furry persona just sitting on the couch enjoying a Coke. Just very generic. Hmm. So nothing too outlandish, but um, I, I do work for myself, which means mm-hmm. I bring my own clients. I have to search them out. I have to advertise myself, which is incredibly difficult, um, especially given that social media has brought out so many individual independent artists um, who have their prices low. So everyone's like, oh, a deal. But then they get the piece of art back and it's like, oh, that's garbage. So it's uh, it, there's a lot of competition but um, I'd say I'm probably somewhere in the mid to high range of quality. I'm not the best. I know there are all, there's always someone better than you. Um, sure. But I'm definitely well above the ranks of amateur and into professional. A lot of people say that my landscapes, for example, are hyper-realistic. And a lot of people think they're photos. So it, it's, it's actually really nice when I hear something like that because hmm. it's reaffirms that I'm I'm doing the right thing you know I'm mm. doing something good 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 and wonderful that's all that's all fine and well fine and well um that's that's really fascinating so okay mm, well I mean you kind of answered it a little bit but what what would you say has been your most your most outlandish request or perhaps oh, a Lord. request <laughs> oh god um as I said I don't normally do not safe for work stuff but I have and some have been unsettling, to say the very least. Um, I know this is a an eighteen plus podcast, yeah. but um, it might yeah. it might yeah, still just, give you yeah, shivers. But, yeah, but I'm still we're still trying to keep it PG forty seven. I guess trying to keep it. I mean, still, I'm I have trying, some I'm that trying, are. I'm trying not to trauma. I'm trying not to traumatize other adults here. Yes, okay. some of them have been very traumatizing. Once you said, um, but then again, but then again, once you said the word furry, then you can traumatize us. So go right ahead. <laughs> go 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 right ahead. I have go prepared right you. So. Right oh good lord! I mean, I've done gore, which is always unsettling. Yeah. Um, but I think the weirdest and most outlandish thing I was ever asked for was actually not a furry. It's a subculture of, I don't know what they're called, but it, she was an aeromorph. So it was an anthropomorphic airplane dressed as a flight attendant in a hallway with a bathroom that said out of order while she stands there paying herself. Okay. Very bizarre. Okay. Just okay. so, uh, so weird. Um, that's stranger than the furry. Um, yeah, there's some weird people out there. But again, it's money, and I don't judge. And if I'm in no, a pinch, n- nor, do, nor do I. Nor I'll do it. You know, I'll, I'll sit there and be like, okay, that's weird, <laughs> but I'm gonna do it because I need the money. Yeah, yeah, but it is, it is. I, I, no, I. That's totally fine, Cassie. No, no, no worries about it. But I, but I, I, I do wonder to an extent, as an artist and kind of as a, as a content creator, mm-hmm. you know, there, there kind of are limits to a certain degree. I mean, right? If you, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm being, I'm being silly. Okay, this is kind of a, um, this is actually a good example. Mm-hmm. If some ignorant, if some ignoramus person came to you and said Cassie um uh, I'm really I'm I'm really into like um 
the Aryan Brotherhood? What if you had some client that said, I'm into the Aryan Brotherhood or some hate group or something like okay. that? So I do, are... I do have my limits. Right. Um, See, so that, and that's, and yeah. that's my, and that's my point. And, and yeah. I'm saying it, I'm saying it not to be sarcastic, but I'm saying it in a teachable sense that artists, people know what their limits. Well, that's the thing. We're still people, are. you right. know, it, we're not robots. We, we all have our limits as to what we can and can't handle. And Obviously, I'm not going to do anything that promotes anything illegal. I'm not right. going to do anything that is uh, bigoted in any way. Um, but I, I have had a couple of friends who created, you know, alternate profiles and asked for absolutely ridiculous stuff just to push me and see how far I would yeah. take it. Yeah, because and because people are just curious about that if they know mm -hmm. you're an artist. I mean. It's not it's not appropriate, but I, I totally see why they would think that they would say, well, if, if Cassie, because maybe they knew, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to tease it out, but maybe they knew that maybe they knew that you created art for the furry or the arrow mm -hmm. arrow. What, what, Aeromorph, I think. OK, that's new. Vocal yeah, me, very weird. So if they because logically, I mean, if they I mean, if if they knew that you did that, then why mm -hmm. wouldn't you do something that was for hate speech or hateful? Yeah. I mean, it's totally it's totally disturbingly inappropriate, but that's how <laughs> people think. Well, if she'll do that, why won't she do this? Well, yeah. it's actually quite simple. It's because, I mean, as weird as the yeah. Aramorph thing was, they weren't hurting anyone. You know? It, right, exactly. That's, that's exactly it. Furries aren't hurting anyone. They're just trying to be themselves and live their life. So I'm not going to judge it. But if somebody comes up to me and is going to, ask for something illegal or stupid or bigoted that's going to hurt somebody. No, I'm absolutely not doing that. And that's really where my line is. Is cool. it hurting somebody? No, I'll do it. Yes, you can, you can shove off, you know, it's, right, it's, a, it's right. a pretty easy line to know oh, where well, no, it is. I'm, I'm glad it's easier for you. And that means that you, you do, you do have some sort of a, a screening process. So for, for example, okay, let's, let's, let's get, to something a little bit more normal. So okay. if, someone, if someone wanted to contact you for, for normal art and say, look, like we're, we're a company, how would they go about doing that? Do they just go mm -hmm. to your Facebook page? Um, okay. How, how would um, well, um, I'm actually um, mostly on Telegram, Twitter, and Instagram as Hecate Nocturne or Hex. And anyone can reach me on any of those platforms. Uh, you know, like it's Twitter, Telegram, Instagram, any of those, and reach out to Hecate Nocturne, I will automatically reply to everybody. Um, I'll take every everything into consideration. I take them seriously at the very beginning. And I also work with prices. So um, if somebody were to say, well, here's my budget, I give them a list of here's what I can do with that budget. You know, I can do most of my art, um, hovers around a hundred dollars a piece for like a full piece but if they want something hyper realistic detailed it's going to jump up to about 150 200 if they want something that's more generic or just a headshot or a reference sheet then it drops down to about 50 you know so i i work with my clients but the costume design side of it obviously that's a little bit more pricey Right. Okay. So yeah, let's get into that. So what do you do for mm -hmm. costume design? That's totally different from the digital art. Yeah. I mean, it is and it isn't because it's in the same subcultures. So the same people I do art for are the same people that I design costumes for. So I make hmm. fursuits, I make cosplay gear, I make uh, gamer stuff. So if anyone wants to go to a con, a, a convention of literally any kind, uh, Comic-Con, um, furry cons, YouTube cons, literally anything, and they want a custom tailored costume to their specific specifications, especially if it's, for example, a, an original character or they've taken someone and tweaked it, then I'm the person that they come to. So, you know, that's the big difference that puts me above a lot of the other makers is I'm not a one size fits all kind of a person. I'm not a use really crappy um, materials for it. I go all out. I get the best material I physically can. I sew absolutely everything. I do not use a drop of hot glue. It's it's all sewing, either hand sewing or machine sewing. I custom fit it tailored to each individual, and I make each design specifically tailored to that client. So 
I take what they want, I make it a reality to fit their specific body. Hmm. <laughs> so then what that would mean is then you would have to meet up with this client then, right? I'm guessing. Either that, I, I prefer to meet up with them if at all possible. However, I have done long distance um, costumes and all I ask is that they send me a list of specific measurements and I can work with that. Hmm. Hmm. That's that's really really fascinating. Very very. Um, okay. Well, good. Um, now, have you and has anyone noticed after they get your work? Has anyone mm -hmm. has anyone suspected that you are blind after seeing your work? Literally, everyone is always very very surprised. Um, I either get I get the same reactions. It's either surprise or doubt every single time it's always oh wow that's so awesome i never expected or you mean you're really blind really like it's always one of those two and it gets very annoying yeah yeah and you know one of the problems or one of the issues that someone else was saying in the blind and visually impaired support group mm -hmm. um is that there there's been a lot of of comments about people just saying a lot of immature things even in that group oh good lord yes um and i i told this other person it happened to be the re retired correctional officer who was mm -hmm. telling me about it in our podcast which if you haven't have not been following Aaron's opinion you should go back and listen to my content if you like because it's, i cover a lot of material mm -hmm. um but one of the things i said is that you you as someone who recently became blind you have to be aware of the facts a couple big things mm -hmm. that there there are a unfortunately a percentage of blind people who for many different reasons cannot cannot work or refuse mm -hmm. to work and then in the end blame someone else for either one of those reasons and yep. then there are blind people like us who have college degrees, who work yep. every day of our lives. Yep. And then our tax dollars go to support the people who won't work. So there's that this, is a controversial topic. And there's there's this huge rift. Yeah. So you you have to understand that you know, and and I will tell you personally, Cassie, that there are people who I do not speak with, um, uh, simply because because of many things. But one of them can be, if I know for a fact or if I am led to believe that you're someone who simply refuses to work and refuses to contribute to our country. Now, I'm not talking about people who are not able to work for reasons out of their control. That's a, right, totally, right. That's a totally different thing. But I'm talking about the people who just sit at home and their mommy and daddy does the laundry and nobody yep. cares. Nobody yep. really cares. You know, those people... My my sympathy, as I said on that on that episode weeks ago, and I'll say it again, my sympathy is not with you. Yeah. My sympathy is with the the people like us who every year have to pay taxes to make sure that you that person that other person can sit home. So I think that our generation will really have a big meltdown dealing at some point dealing with this group of people and mm -hmm. dealing with the fact that the fact is that simply not enough blind people are employed and it's it's starting to become not acceptable anymore. And right. I'm, so, I mean, we only have about seven and a half minutes. Um, wow, I mean, part two really, part two really took off there. Um, <laughs> took a couple of weird turns, yeah. <laughs> that was, okay, that was, that was great, amazing, amazing material. So, all right, well, cool. I mean, I'm definitely down for uh, a second meeting in which I, I guess, show the world exactly how uh, a blind person yeah. can can draw. Yeah. Let's let's when when we do when we do that, let's 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 keep the drawing piece. Let's keep the drawing PG thirteen. I will I will definitely take the most PG uh, thing okay, that I just, can possibly just think be, of. Just to be just to be respectful of our of our audience because we cause, because of I don't I don't course, I don't of course. I don't I no seriously I don't want to accidentally scare someone accidentally with people. The other thing is that people who listen to podcasts some are you know, more, more sensitive than husband. I understand. So you, I understand. you, you have to be a little bit, you have to be careful about what you show people when, it, when you say, let me show you. But yeah, I mean, I would like to see um, you show us basically how to use the software. And I yeah. Yeah. actually, you know what, I think, I, I think what I'm going to do, I think I'm going to take back the part where I said, 
that we can do screen sharing. I'm fine with it, mm-hmm. but really the audio quality on these podcasts is so much better without the cameras. I'm going to say, mm-hmm. let's not, let's not turn on the camera. Let's just make an okay. audio. Okay. And what, what you would do is you would just turn up your speakers yep. and you, you, we would just let voiceover or JAWS or whatever you use. Mm-hmm. We would just let your computer walk us through it. And it would be, I think, really informative um, to, to, the, to the listener. And I think they would appreciate that. I did, I did an episode in the past where another woman showed us how to use um, TalkBack on her Android devices or something. Okay, yeah, I use TalkBack on my Android as well. Oh, okay. So, well, so, so what phone do you have? Um, I don't know. It's some Metro Android phone. I have no idea what it is. Okay. But well, there it's, you go. It's, it's, a Metro just, it's just a Metro Android, but I do have TalkBack on that. On my computer, my computer is an HP Envy, so it comes with Windows, which mm. means that I use Narrator. Okay. Yeah, I'm noticing a lot of people are using that, and the um, also the NVDA is mm-hmm. very, very yep. popular. And I'm totally okay with Narrator. It has its holes. It's got its glitches. Half the time, I click on something because the wrong thing because my mouse is, you know, two seconds ahead of where Narrator is. But for the most part, it totally works. Right. Right. Well, that's all. That's all really. That's all really cool. Really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on. An, I'm on an iMac, and I use Apple products. Okay. And, um, mm-hmm. So basically, ladies and gentlemen, we have about four minutes. We were talking to Cassie Carson, um, who has a lot of a lot of interesting interesting things to say about about. Uh, it turns out now that we did this episode, you have interesting things to say about more than one community, not just blind. People. Quite a few. I've, I'm a very experienced person for my age. I, 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 I think I think that tonight I'm afraid to say that I think I just touched the tip of the iceberg. I think. Oh, yeah, you got nothing. You got, okay. you got just barely. All right. Well, I tell, yeah. well, I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're, I'm, I'm going to require here at Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people. I'm going to require a part oh, no. two and we're going to strap ourselves in uh, <laughs> no. for some, uh, yes, yes, you don't know. You're no, going you... to regret this. Uh, yeah, I am. Yes. Uh, yeah. And my <laughs> listeners are going to love, my listeners are going to love this because you're, you're a great podcaster too. You should really, you should have a podcast yourself. Really? Really? I would, I, I would be okay with that. <laughs> well, uh, knowing the, um, knowing the artwork you do. I think you would be okay with being a podcaster. Podcasting would be can be pretty tame, but you know, also in podcasting, um, there's 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 some strange content in the podcasting and YouTube world too. Don't don't get me wrong; you can get strange on a podcast. This, oh, I don't doubt it. This was actually I thought that um, actually I don't know. You should go back, Cassie, and listen to my episode where I interviewed a, a the retired correctional officer. Actually, his material was. His material really, really concerned me too. His material was concerning too, for very different reasons. There's, there's been some. I've had some interesting, interesting stories on here, and really, that's why I love podcasting, Cassie, because I can, mm-hmm. I can educate the whole world and have some really fun conversations with blind people. Who I think, you know, as, as sad as it is, I think you and I've been saying this to other blind people around the group. I think today people just need someone to talk to, to vent. Yeah. To just have that conversation about Reddit, tell us about what you do, you know, mm-hmm. freak us out a little bit, you know, <laughs> but make us, but make us curious about part two. And I think that that truly is healing for a lot of blind people around the world. And for that, I forever am thankful. And I think, mm-hmm. that, and I hope that our, our listeners um, are, are thankful for that. Of course. With the remaining, remaining two, two minutes before I'm going to end this one, do you have any, any final statements you want to make on part one tonight? Um, honestly, I, I just hope that if, um, if anyone takes anything out of this is that if I, as a totally blind person, can create my own digital art and costume design company, then there's no excuse for a person not to do what they love doing. If I can make it work, so can they. So right. I, I hate when people call me an inspiration, but in the end, if I'm inspiring you know what? Run with it. Well, there you run with it. Well, there you go. There you go. And, you know, and I guess you can also say if, if a blind person can create art for a furry, they must be able to do everything else. (laughs) Yep. Yep. All that's right. right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that's, that's, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. That's, that's pretty, that's a little, that's a little concerning, 
And that's pretty cool overall. Sorry. Uh, and by the way, I never judge. Just, just to be. Clear. Oh, of course. Simply, simply, it was, it was a, it was a very, it was a very subtle answer that kind of. Oh, okay. Like that. No, it's. I get it. It's all in good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Exactly. Of but, course. But I'm. But I'm so glad. I'm so glad that. But the fact that you are doing art for such serious and concerning things shows me that you're a successful artist. Actually. Oh well, I try. Well, you must be successful or else they wouldn't ask you to do their art. So that that's evidence. That's evidence that you're successful. Some of the most successful artists uh, in history were some of the most actually did some of the most disturbing art. So the two do go also together. True. The two go, the two things do go together perfectly. Well, well they anyway. say art is by trauma, so. Okay. Or that. Or something. <laughs> or, okay, so whatever you do, listener, um, try not to Google how blind people wipe. Um, and you already know, and you don't even need to Google, can blind people be an artist for a furry? Because we already answered that. Yes, they can. So you don't have to Very Google much. That. All right? So we, we cleared, cleared up all that. Hopefully they'll be Googling those things less. I suspect that after mm-hmm. this uploads, they'll be Googling it a lot more. Cassie Carson, you did a great job today. An absolutely magnificent, magnificent episode. Um, I... I I thoroughly enjoyed every second of it and I'm looking forward and I'm looking forward to part two. Have a good day today and a great day tomorrow. It's time for pumpkin flavors and new fall favorites at Duncan. And also some tough decisions. Like, do I want a signature pumpkin spice ice latte? A brand new oat milk latte? A new chai latte or a pumpkin iced coffee? Oh, in the bakery. Do I want a pumpkin donut or... Uh, there are other people behind you in this drive-thru. Oh, uh, I'll just take it all. Okay. It's all the cozy you crave at Dunkin'. Pumpkin favorites and new fall additions, like new creamy without the dairy oat milk lattes and the signature pumpkin spice ice latte, plus more. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Dunkin's new wake-up go-tos mean you never have to choose between breakfast meats again. Now you can get a wake-up wrap with bacon and a wake-up wrap with sausage for $3. That's savory and sweet, crispy and spicy. It's everything you love about breakfast for $3. Wake up your day with new wake-up go-tos. Get two egg and cheese wraps for $2 or mix and match your favorite meats with two bacon, ham, sausage, or turkey sausage wraps for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusion apply. Limited time offer.